Hello and welcome back for episode 16 of the Next Boss Media Podcast presented by Stephen Landry and Connor Hare. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Next Boss Media. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Next Boss TV. Follow us on SoundCloud at the Next Boss Media Podcast. And please subscribe to our iTunes at the Next Boss Media Podcast as well. On today's show, we will be interviewing professional skateboarder Mikey Taylor. Jump right into the interview, man. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it, man. No problem. Yeah, of course. So uh, uh, I just want to kind of open it up to you. Uh, just kind of say, like, you, know, you can tell us a little bit about who you are and, like, what you do and what your day-to-day is like and where you come from. I and, mean, of course, we know a little bit about you, but just kind of share with who you are with our audience. Uh, yeah, how, how far back do you want me to take this? Uh, to <laughs> from the start. I mean, like, at this point, like, we, we know you get – like, how would you get into skating? Kind of just take us from there. Okay, so uh... – so I live right now. I live. I actually grew up outside of Los Angeles. I'm uh, we're real close. To, like all these fires that uh, just happened the last couple yeah. weeks. Um, and uh, dude, when I was a kid, man, it was like I I picked up a skateboard because I saw some kid with one. Right, one of my friends had one, and I just wanted to fit in. It was like really that simple, right? Yeah. And it was like the first thing for me that just like kind of uh, consumed just my life right it just became really kind of obsessed with it and not so much in a sense of like wanting to be pro i just like that's all i thought of right it's like how can i be better and blah 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 right so you know i did that for like you know five years and it was in high school for my parents to uh get a job right Mm -hmm. and uh right around that time we ended up moving into this new city and uh for whatever reason like the place we moved there were like a bunch of skaters that were really good and some of them were sponsored. And, and I had, at that point, I didn't even know that was like a real thing. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I started meeting all these kids that were super good and they were getting free clothes and free shoes and free skateboards. Right. So I told my mom, I was like, Hey, look, it, like if I were to go get a job, all I would need it for is like skateboards and clothes and like some money to eat. Right. Well, what if I get sponsored? I get all that stuff for free. And like, I should be good. Right. Yeah. And my mom, but like whatever if you could figure that out so like dude I, there was some kid in the neighborhood who had a camera and you know i convinced him to uh to like film a sponsor me tape of me like a two-minute video of me skating right yeah. and uh at this point there was there was no social media right so yeah. i had to go through all the magazine you know where they left their address on it and i made like right. 40 tapes and just sent them out to all these sponsors and like hoped for a callback right <laughs> and uh and uh, no one called me back. So uh, so I was like, well, shit, man, maybe it wasn't good enough. So, you know, I convinced the kid. I told him, like, hey, man, I need to film another one. Like, so spent the next, like, four months filming a new one, sending out to, like, another 40 companies. And uh, I got, like, three callbacks, right? And I got, like, a nice. I had a shoe sponsor at this point. I had a clothing sponsor and a skateboard sponsor. So I was like, I'm good, right? Yeah. So, so like, whatever. Like, I was getting all this free stuff. And it was cool my parents off my back for like a year right 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 and yeah. then and then i started getting to that age, like you know i was like 17 at this point about to go into my senior year my parents were like okay where are we going to college <laughs> you know <laughs> and uh and for me like back then it was so different back then like the message was like you go to school you go to college 
and get your foot in the door like a at a good job or like for you to like you know have any type of success college has to be in that equation yeah, it's just at that like time. the safety the safety factor yeah and especially then right like mm-hmm. now it's like such a different landscape but back then but that was like kind of the only way that kind of i knew right, right, right. so like you know i was like yeah cool i'm, I'm gonna go to college but when this started happening, I was like, I had like a real big decision to make where I was like, okay, should I not go to college and like start, like I started traveling with my sponsors, right? So I was like, should I travel the world and like kind of experience this for like a couple years and then go back to school? And, and really like my parents were like, look, if you can like get your sponsors to pay you a little bit, then like, yeah, we're okay with you like doing like a two year run and then going back to school, right? So I called my sponsors, like, guys, like, I either got to stop skating and go to college or, like, I need some money. So, like, whatever. They collectively paid me, like, a thousand bucks a month, right? Yeah. So, uh, but whatever. I was like, this is enough for me to just, like, travel the world. You know, I was 18, 19. I figured, like, I would at least experience, uh, you know, more than just this little area I live in, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the next year I started traveling and it was like, dude, that, that year skateboarding just blew up, right? Yeah. And it went from, like – you know, I was 18, just turned 19. I was making a thousand bucks a month. The next year I'm making like a hundred grand. Right. So it was like the industry just like started going rampant. And I was like, I started looking at going, wait a minute. Like, I wonder if I can do something with this. Like maybe this isn't like a two year run. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to like, if I can keep progressing and keep growing, then like, that just might keep me here another year longer right and really that's like how it started in the beginning i was like um started making like pretty good money but not enough to like like be done with skating and then just like walk away yeah right so you know kind of through that transition you know i you know started traveling started making some money started getting uh uh product like with some of my sponsors started getting signature product right so i had a skateboard with my name on it, uh, clothing, like a clothing line with my name on it. I had shoes with my name on it. And I, it was like the first time I experienced uh, kind of the business side of it, right? Where like yeah. I was really just focused on doing tricks and marketing or building mm-hmm. my name. But it was like the first time I started seeing like, uh, you know, if I get out there more, I sell more shoes. Or if I market this way, I sell this much product. And it was like a, it was the first time I started paying attention to like how to uh generate sales or how to increase sales or how like why you build a brand in general right Mm -hmm. and so you know i spent two years doing that and and then it was like i I, you know i i I, for skaters like we don't have a like a good career for us is like 10 years right like you do 10 year career that's like that's a good run right Mm -hmm. but for me i was like dude 10 years and then like we don't make enough to to retire right but like I'm like looking and looking at how I'm building these brands that keep growing after I step away, mm-hmm. right? And I think once I kind of realized that, then it kind of put me into this position of like, or or this thought process of like, how do I own brands, or how do I basically eliminate that at 35, I'm done, while everyone else keeps all these brands I help grow keep growing, right? Yeah. So so then I started like trying to like companies that I was going to in turn market, right? So like all my marketing efforts, all my like social media, all this would be towards a brand that I would have or life in past me actually riding a skateboard. Um, and that's when I, I started 
started trying to start companies, yeah, <laughs> right? And and, and and so in the beginning, it was like, you know, I think the first one we did was a bag company um, called Bravo. And then like I did a skateboard company called Sovereign. And then and then we turned into an, it has like an apparel brand with it. Uh, uh, we, we, I kind of did these these companies inside of our space and then kind of, you know, skateboarding is really small. It's a, it's a pretty niche right. kind of industry. So, yeah. you know, but we have like a really unique way of like building brands, right? It's like when you look at like, like for us, it would be like, uh, I don't know, like America or uh, I don't know, Supra, right? Or like, let's go like Nike or Adidas, right? Like mm-hmm. Nike and Adidas at the end of the day, like are Nikes really that much better than Adidas or vice versa? No. Right, but like whatever Jordan in the eighties or nineties made us feel like Nikes are better. Now Adidas having this like kind of turn, right? So it's yeah. like that's kind of part brand of our like world. It's brand is, recognition. Yeah. And it's building brands, right? Yeah. So so then we kind of looked at uh kind of how we can incorporate building brands outside of skateboarding and, and the first company we did outside of skateboarding was a craft brewery. It was right when like craft beer started getting real hot in, in uh California. Mm-hmm. Um so then you know we did that and then it it was just like it it just became this game of like you know putting things online that you know that we can help kind of generate this story and uh brand awareness and vision and you know and that's kind of been my path uh for the last you know 15 years yeah that's awesome that sounds insane but are you are you done skating competitively now so right now, so this has been the first, you know, for me, what, about 2011 is when we, when I kind of started my first company. So that was, okay. I don't know, about seven years ago. So for the last mm-hmm. seven years, it's been this like, skateboarding was still like a main, I was still an active pro skateboarder, right? So right. I had to be like real, uh, I had to get really good at time management. I'm sure, yeah. Right at the same time of, of us launching, you know, St. Archer, which is the craft brewery, I had my first daughter also. So it was like all of these, like, <laughs> new things I just threw on my plate and, like, really had to, like, figure out how I could be a part of all these things and not go crazy, right? Yep. So it was like I kind of at that point um, I was doing about, like, 70%, 65 70% of my time focused on skateboarding and then 30 35 on uh, business outside of it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in the beginning, I really had to like, I couldn't do it alone, right? Because I couldn't my time. So I always had to do companies with people to basically help carry me while I was skating the time I was, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so during there, I was during then I was still skating pretty actively as a pro skater. And then this last year, you know how it goes. It's just after time, you just start putting more and more time into business as you get older. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's like now, dude, if I skate once a week, man, that's a good, that's a, that's a big week. (laughs) It's it's probably like 90, I I don't know, 97% of my time is now focused on uh, kind of the things I want to do outside of skateboarding or kind of this entrepreneurial journey you know yeah for sure that's unreal it seems like you've gone through like you have a bunch of different of these little passions that you're huge passions that you're spending as much time as you can on each of them and you're just prioritizing and doing everything you can so it's awesome to hear that like you you've like 
spent it's almost like the balance has shifted in your life like several times where it's like you're going from skating to the business side and now it's like completely shifted would you say like so now i mean it went from 70 30 skating to now 95 percent business which um mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's an extreme switch now. That's a that's a big switch. Yeah. Right, right. Like, of course, and I mean, I've so I've I've seen like you've competed like in the X Games, right? And mm-hmm. you've done a bunch of stuff like, of course, with pro skating. Can you give me like one of like the craziest stories from pro skating? Just one like like you like now growing up, were you like a skating fan, or were you just like did you know people that were in the pro skating community, or were you kind of like? So when I. So my personality is very like when I get into something, it's it's very like kind of uh, uh, obsessive, right? It yeah. kind of when I'm into something, I'm all in. It's all I can think about. It's all I can. It's just everything is that, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's really what what it was. skateboarding was like to me the first thing where like I actually like recognize that happening, right? Yeah. And, and I never like it, it's weird. I never really had a desire to be a pro skateboarder. I didn't really know any pro skateboarders like i'm from a real little town that's like like i knew no one in the industry right so like it's kind of wild that i even got in um especially with like that not really being like dude when i was a kid like like i was like kind of had my mindset on like being a lawyer right (laughs) i had no idea what that meant if i would have done it i would have hated (laughs) it but but you know at that point i was like yeah i'm just gonna like you know graduate i'm very cool yeah. And, 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 and for whatever reason, I always had that in my mind and it was like skating is what kind of offset the plan in a sense. Right. Yeah. And, and it, and it kind of skating happened so uh, kind of naturally and almost innocently into this profession. And then like, once it became that, then I just ran with it and looked at like how I could, right. uh, maximize or capitalize on everything I was doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, no, dude, I didn't know anybody. Like I, I never like sought out to be a pro. I was just like, once I was, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be the best I can possibly be at it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? of course. Yeah. And that makes sense. And like, yeah. the, I've just feel like balancing the business side of it just must've been so difficult, especially with like starting a family as well. Like, were there any times when you were like, I have to give one thing up? Like, was there times when you were just down and you were just like, I don't know if I can do this anymore, whether it was any part of that like like triple whammy that you had did so so for me um like dude this uh like as much as i like i enjoy being maxed out actually like okay i i I actually operate better when i have a lot of things going on um but i will say that the the struggle that it creates is more on the family side like right. to me, that's where like I have to be really careful with like m- m- you know me knowing my personality and that I get like so obsessed in the things that like what that does is takes away uh, time that I could be spending with my family or or not even so much time like for me it's like presence mm-hmm. right like we're like I'll be home and I'll be with the kids and like like you know luckily I, like my wife is very. Uh, good about checking me <laughs> right uh, because like that it, desire of my like I do want to be around my kids and enjoy them and and be around my wife but I know how easily I am sidetracked into all of this of course, right yeah. so so like yeah dude is, it, has there been uh, big 
blowout fights because of all this? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, is it uh, is it a struggle at times? Yeah, for sure. It's just uh, the problem is that like I I I enjoy it also. It's, it's your life, yeah, of course. I you mean, know, that, yeah, I completely get it. I think that that's, so, that, that's just something that I like. I love to highlight is just like yeah, like there are gonna be times where you're gonna face adversity. Like in any of your you know anybody that's listening, their journeys, no matter what. And it's just like how you react and just like how strong every like you're going to probably need support from others as well. And it's just like how well you guys all work on a front. So, of so course, right. like I, I just like I love hearing the stories of just like the grind and like how people have just like fought through things and been able to just like methodically make their way to where they want to be. Do you know what the fun, it's, it's, it's funny when you look back. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like the grind is always like the funnest part like once you look back right it's like when you're in it you're like dude this is such a grind this is insane but then like once you like past it you look back you're like, dude that time was that was that was so fun yeah <laughs> you know? for sure that's awesome for sure i mean uh, that's yeah that's what i mean that's what we're trying to do right now but for real. Uh, yeah we definitely you know you coming on the show is definitely such a huge step in that process we were so psyched when you agreed to come on oh yeah, yeah of course and, man Another like another thing I'm kind of worrying like uh, not worrying about I want to ask you is what you know like do you have any sort of like things put down right now that you're trying to work towards like what is on your plate right now like individual goals like goals as you know with your family goals and your companies anything like that that you have like set that you're trying to accomplish so so right now. Um... Okay, I, there's a, there's somewhat of a story involved. I'm gonna okay. jam you guys up for probably ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so in so let's see, this is in December, so about a year ago. Um, my main shoe sponsor at the time was DC, yeah. and uh, DC started. They've kind of been going through like a shocker for the last couple of years. Filed for bankruptcy, got pulled out by a by a Oak Tree Capital kind of went through a restructure, uh, just kind of hard times, right? And yeah. and in, during that, they lost majority of their pro skaters, which I was included in. And so when that happened, I was like, I was like, okay, I, you know, I'm going to really, uh, you know, follow my view and I'm going to start a shoe company. And like, if I'm going to market shoes, it's going to be my own thing, right? So yeah. I set out to, I was going to launch a shoe brand, um, have the whole thing, had it branded, the identity done, the design, uh, the team, everything, right? I was about to have the shoes sampled in China. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I come home, and uh, there's – my wife's talking to this girl who's been in, like, 20 years, right? And and I knew who she was because when we were kids, we were 13 or so, she moved away to New York by herself, 13-year-old girl by herself, to go be a ballerina in the New York Ballet Academy, right? Wow. So, like, we knew who she was because you don't hear about many kids, like, going off and doing something at that yeah. level that young, right? Yeah. And And we haven't seen her since uh, since then, right? So, you know, 20 years have gone by. Her sister ended up moving next door in our neighborhood. So, you know, my wife's my wife's talking to her and asking what she's doing, and you know, uh, her name's Fia. She's telling my wife, like, yeah, I'm actually, uh, for the last eight years, I've started rehabbing uh, multifamily housing. And uh, my wife goes, Mike, you're going to want to hear this, right? So, you know, I sit down and I'm like, what's up? And she's like, Fia's, Fia's rehabbing uh, 
uh, multifamily. And I'm like, I, I love real estate, right? Yeah. I don't like residential. I yeah. love real estate though. And, uh, and so I'm like, tell me what you're doing, right? So, you know, she's basically explaining like how she, you know, moved back from New York, started a dance studio, did really well, ended up selling it, had had a flux of cash and didn't know what to do with it. So she bought a duplex and rehabbed the duplex, uh, ended up selling it, got into a quad, did the same thing, like, you know, repeat, rinse, mm -hmm. repeat. And, she, you know, she just told me that she was just got into a 10 unit. And uh, as I'm talking to her, I'm like, you know, when you talk to people and there's like a, there's like a, sometimes there's something about them, like, uh, like there's an X factor, right? Yeah. And like, you don't know what it is, but you, you know, it's there, right? They got something. And yeah. They have, and I, I could, I could, I could recognize this in her. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm so like, we're having like such a good conversation. I'm like, I love everything you're doing. Right. I'm like, so where, where are you headed with this? And she's like, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to own 2000 units. And I'm like, you're rad i'm like <laughs> yeah, of course you know i'm like when and she's like well i have it all mapped out and uh you know i'll be about 55 and i'm like 55 what <laughs> right like what do you mean and she's like she's like look like it takes me two years every two years i double my units and that's how long it's gonna take and, and i'm like so I, I don't get it like that there's and it, and it kind of comes down to like how i think but i'm like there's your end goal why aren't you finding the, the clearest path to end goal right i'm like right. why are you like why buy on your budget like why aren't you finding opportunity and then like fun go go raise money for it like there's a different way to get there right yeah. and she's like uh like you could just tell like it was <laughs> like she hadn't thought of it that way right yeah and and i was like okay cool like well uh dude that was a great conversation whatever like went back and forth and I was like, look, I think everything you're doing is phenomenal. I know you're gonna be successful, like good luck with everything. And just said goodbye, thought nothing of it, right? Mm -hmm. And so she calls my wife like two days later and asks if uh, she can have my number to call me. So I get a call from her and she's like, hey, uh, I can't stop thinking about our conversation. And like, would you be interested in doing this with me at all? And I was like, you know, a seconds away from launching a shoe brand, right? And I'm yeah, like, yeah. Uh, crap. I'm like, look, I love everything you're doing. It's I, it, like, it sounds so like fun and exciting, but like, I just don't know enough about it through our conversation. Like I need to really sit down with you and like, you really need to like, we need to dive in. And I need to really understand what you're doing before I can like, of course, you know, uh, agree to do this with mm -hmm. you. And so dude, I spend the next month with her. And it, it just like, dude, it was like every day that like I spent diving into this space, it was like the more and more doing a shoe brand felt like something I had just already done. Even though like I hadn't done a shoe brand, it was something about it that like once I started seeing a new space, I just started seeing this like how like for me to grow and for like for me to like try and reach like a like a true potential i need to like do things that i'm not comfortable with doing and like start branching out instead of just like recycling the same thing just a different category yeah. right and and so like i spent the next month with her looking at this and then it was like look I, I, let's do this i'm like but but i don't want to do it on like the scale you're doing like i, I kind of looked at the space and went yeah. look there's so much missing in this space right mm -hmm. like it's a it's a very older uh like really just product driven category, right? It's like, there's no like, there's no like vibe or brand or story or like, 
there, it's missing so many things. I'm mm. like, let's let's like really try to do something like bigger, right? So, so from that point, um, that was you know beginning of the year. We really started kind of putting this together April, and and at that point, I was like, okay, well let's like let's do like a full fund, and like I want to I want to I want to go out and I want to raise like a significant significant amount of money, and I want to build this like whole brand around this and really start like adding like the way we market into what we're doing and and so we formed a a, a REIT and uh we are actually i'm leaving uh, on the second to go out to atlanta we're gonna go uh uh start getting some buildings in atlanta and start the process of wow. uh, building this portfolio wow so you're just up and running with that right now that's just kind of like starting off i'm up yeah we're up and running with it right now so mm -hmm. i spent the last uh I probably spent the last six months with her working on oh, that. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit, you know, when I was, one of the things I left out was like when I was in 2010, I had, had invested into this, this fund and this guy was doing, uh, reuse storage units, right? Mm -hmm. So he's buying these buildings and converting them into storage. And I basically reinvested with them every year. And I, I'm, you know, now it's been seven different projects that I've, currently been involved with since 2010 yeah. and it's been like dude a great investment right it's like it's been a really good just passive income coming in every year it's been phenomenal right mm -hmm. so so when i started putting this together it's like i i'm really good at like building teams and i really enjoy doing things with people right and really like like i like when we all win right <laughs> so yeah. so when i started doing this i looked at her i'm like okay look you you really understand multifamily, and now in, in the last six months with her you know i feel like i have a really good grasp on multifamily with her but like i want to incorporate more things so i brought in the guy who ran that storage division and brought him into our our new company he's now running the storage division of this and then the guy who is basically running all the finances of the fund i brought him in to do this and it's like we're, I've, I've kind of put together this team now to like really create something i think you know really cool for uh for us for people involved from an investment standpoint for just the the progression of all of our potential in a sense that's absolutely you know? incredible. yeah yeah that's... so that so that uh that's what i've been focused on mainly and then i'm doing mm -hmm. uh I'm doing a, a brand with my one of my like childhood friends, uh, and we're doing a, a an online learning platform for entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah, that sounds pretty insane too. Like... What's that called? That's called Avni, A V N I. Okay. Avni and Avni I think I saw that in your bio. Yeah. Yeah. E yeah. So we're uh, <laughs> we're gonna launch it uh, next month, and uh, uh, it's really gonna be kind of geared towards like to this new generation that just has. Dude, in my eyes, the world at their fingertips, right? Like, oh, I've never seen it. Dude, the fact that you can, like, be any kid and start any company in your room from your phone is, yeah. is like, so cool, right? And so exciting. Endless, and, like, untapped potential. Endless, it untapped is potential. so cool, right? But, like, but you kind of have to recognize, right, that it's, like, the sky is so blue for this new generation. But, like, right. on the other hand, you have some of these older guys who have been in business a long time where, dude, this this big change that's happening is very scary on their end. And there's going to be mm -hmm. a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of pain that's felt through that generation also, right, mm -hmm. uh, of the ones who can't kind of turn and get in, in gear with this new way, right? right? So it's, like, to me, like, on both ends, like, there's something to be done to help both sides, um, so, so that's kind of a, uh, 
to me, there's like, I'm really like focused and like want to build the real estate side, but like also there's got to be a point where it's like not about all myself and like yeah. doing something of, of all the experience I've learned to try mm. to like help navigate some sure. people through yeah. it also. So I feel like they kind of go hand in hand and that's uh, that's the two things that are consuming my world right now. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now, final question from me anyway. Um, if, if you could just kind of talk to someone, maybe, maybe someone that's taken, going to take that course or do something like that. Could you, what, what kind of words of advice would you give to sort of a young entrepreneur that's just starting out? Dude, to tell you the truth, man, I think about this all the time, actually. And the more and more I think about like, uh, like advice from like a tool standpoint or like what steps like fear actually. And I know like there's so much like, talk about mindset it sounds so crazy but like dude the more and more i dive in the more and more i feel like fear is really what kind of holds people back from doing really rad shit mm-hmm. right so like dude the thing i would I, I think the thing i would say to anyone is like don't be scared to fail like you need to look at failure as just the necessary thing to accomplish what you want to get Right. Right. And, and I think that's what I would say is like, don't get hung up on failure. Just accept failure for happening, learn from it and just keep driving at what you want to accomplish. But really you just have to do it. It's like so many people just have such it. a hard time, which is like taking that first step. Right. And I don't think they realize like once you take the first step, dude, the next one just comes easier and easier. But for whatever reason, it's like that first jump in is hard for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so dude, I would tell people like, just, Dude, for me personally, in my model, it's always figure it out, you know? And and that's what I'd say to people, like, maybe, like, that sounds bad, like, jump, don't jump in blindly, but, like, dude, just just do, you yeah, know? for sure. And that's what I would say. Sorry, dude, I feel like I've been just, like, yapping this whole no, thing. No, no, okay. no, it's been, it's been <laughs> awesome. I think it's brought, like, great value to, to me and Connor, definitely. definitely. And uh, we, again, like... It's 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 really cool to talk to someone that's involved in so many awesome things like what you're doing with you know from the real estate to the course that you're doing from being a professional skater and sponsorship deals like all that type of stuff is right up our alley. We're trying to cover as many aspects and corners of entrepreneurship as possible with the people that we bring on at the show, and um, we really again we really appreciate you coming on today. Like it was an awesome episode. I thought. Um, I'm I'm pretty much good. Are you? Do you want to add anything else, Connor? No, I think you went over everything. Yeah, man. So, that was great. Yeah, it was awesome. So again, we we thank you so much. We wish you the best of luck with you know everything else that's going on right now, and uh, you know hopefully someday we'll have you back on the show. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that, guys. Well, man, yeah. thank you for having me here. I'm I'm uh, dude, very thankful to be able to do this stuff. Man. For sure. All right, man. Well, um, have a good rest of your weekend. Happy holidays. Thank you very much.